All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Coach's Corner podcast. This is season two, episode number two. On today's episode, Coach Mo and I are going to talk about uh, the transition coming up. Uh, basketball season is winding down, uh, especially in the Metro. Um, we're getting into tournament, you know, when the tournaments start popping up, um, some of the lower teams are moving out. And so we need to discuss what your next move is if you want to stay competitive. So we'll get into all that and a little bit more. Um, so it's Brian. Coach Mo. We'll get to you after the intro. Peace. So we had um, we, we heard the voice of the illustrious Patrick Ewing, and you know that's one of our favorite clips because um, it does touch on a heck of a whole lot. Um, we're rotating into the off season. What are you doing to prepare? What is your player doing to prepare? What are you doing as a parent to help your player prepare for that off season? Because this is very important. If you're you know we need to have a conversation about. What's happening? If your player is not playing another springtime sport, what are they doing? Um, you know, basketball is their sport of choice, and they don't want to play any other springtime sports. What are you doing this off season to help them advance their career? Um, if they aren't, you know, if they aren't the starting whatever on their varsity team and have offers in in the mail, um, you got to keep grinding, and that's the bottom line. Um, we train a lot of players. Um, and the pitfall that a lot of parents fall into, um, and Coach Mo can bag me up on this one, uh, from a business standpoint, the pitfall a lot of parents fall into is when basketball season's over, um, and they're dealing, and the kid is a single sport athlete, they shift basketball off for a while and go disappear. And some of them disappear until what? What October, November, when it was time to start getting ready for for, for, for tryouts again, a week before tryouts, and, show up, and then wonder why they've fallen off of everybody's radar. And so, on this episode, we're going to jump into why you need to keep developing. Even multi-sport athletes, if they're if they're serious about basketball, still need to get some basketball work in around their other sports. So um, that's what we'll jump into, uh, Coach Mo. What have you seen in terms of uh, what happens at the end of basketball season? Well, a lot of times people want a break. Um, they want a break, and there's nothing wrong with the break. It's but how long you take that break and what you want to do with that break. Um, I even tell the kids during the season, uh, we, we, we talk about it, and we have our CMA teams, our 7th and 8th grade team, and they play tournaments and things like that. That's kind of the thing to do now. It's a little different from when we were growing up, but you play tournaments. I think there's something offered every week. Some are better than others, you know. Um, we even, you know, we even go, hey, you know what? We might play two, three in a row, take a week off of tournament play, or take a week off of tournament play. But at no time do we say take two weeks off of getting shots up, take two weeks off of, you know, get some weights in, take two weeks off of you know, get some ball handling in. Um, that's where the downfall comes in. With, with high school basketball, middle school, and just, yeah, just in general select sports, um, it's really competitive. And so if you, you're, you got to define what your definition of taking off is. And so what we see is, to me, as being a basketball coach, seeing what, um, you know, uh, the competitive side of it, a class A school where you're always looking for, your chance to start or get significant playing time is some people do it the wrong way. They do it wrong way, and it's, it's the amount right. of time and what you're doing with your quote-unquote time off. Right. And it's poorly managed, you know, like Coach, it's kind of poorly managed, poorly structured time away. Um, we're going to talk about one of our products because we have a product that does alleviate that problem. Um, and... I don't know if I've been too clear because we mentioned it, but I don't know if I've clearly defined exactly what 
our virtual training platform is, our Basketball Academy online program is. Basically, it's a membership site that gives you access to all kinds of training videos and different elements of the game. Gives you access to this stuff at the tip of your fingertips. We've compiled some of these, we aggregated some of those videos and made our own kind of trainings based on what the videos are. We're gonna be up, we're uploading our own trainings to it. And so really it's a thing that, it's a tool that you can use to really get the most out of the downtime. Your child, your player can, as a member, can log on, they can get their training of the day if we assign them one, or they can go through the library of hundreds, I think it's almost thousands of different uh, training videos. We're talking about NCAA coaches, Olympic coaches, NBA players, um, giving the training that they use to stay sharp in the off season. And so that's what the online academy is. I don't know if we've been too clear about it. I know we've talked in, out, and around it, but really it's something that allows you to have access to all kinds of training videos. And that's what we're trying to put into your hands. We're trying to empower these players to improve themselves in the offseason to make sure that we've talked about the 10,000-hour myth. We talked about that on the last episode. But to make sure that their 10,000 hours actually mean something, where it's directed, where you have professionals creating content that they can actually utilize to get better, as opposed to logging on to YouTube or whatever, seeing, you know, Scrappy Joe's, (laughs) Scrappy Joe's basketball training company and you have some dude that you've never seen or never heard of and it's not really vetted um, giving you, you know, how to do, how to shoot poorly or how to dribble the ball incorrectly. These are vetted training videos from professionals. And I don't know what else to say. I mean, I think it's a fantastic value at the price point is that uh, we're constantly evaluating the price point to make sure we're giving the best value to our customers. And so, you know, we may even just to encourage a little bit of in season as we near the end season, we might we might adjust the price to encourage some in season buy in. But it's a monthly fee. You pay it. Um, You know, it's not more than, you know, um, you know, like a tank of gas per month. And. It allows your your kid, if you got a hoop outside, to work on their shot. Or if you got any flat surface that they can go dribble on, it allows them to work on their ball handling. It does a lot for you. And so I need to really push this. This is something that we've we really we really signed into with the idea of the offseason coming up and allowing our players to train independently of us. Because we want to train everybody. But sometimes that's not viable and there's not enough time. So we wanted to give you the next best option. Coach Mo, do you have anything on that one? No, I love it because, uh, the, you, again, you got to take advantage of uh, everything that's in front of you. Um, and these these options weren't around even, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, a couple of years ago, even a couple of months ago, these options weren't around. And I just go through this app and I'm like, Man, I, I can set up, and I have some boys, uh, shout out to Chris and Ami, that pulled the app up, and they were with me, you know, a couple weeks ago, and they set, they set the, the workouts up on their phone, and they just did them. They just, they were, did them, they were in and out, very informative, and they did them, so, and this is with, you know, you have snow on the ground, ice on the ground, they just got in the gym and did them real quick, uh, and they were, and they, and they just helped with what they were doing, so it's just adding tools to your bag, so you hear kids talking about, uh, I'm in my bag, you know. Uh, what that means as a coach, you know, I'm, uh, I'm like older, but not that older. You know, that means when you get on the floor, you're developing, you know, options on the floor. Like if you're known as a three-point shooter and that shot's not falling, um, now now you're attacking the rim because there's parts in this app that you go inside of it and you're like, hey, there's 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 attacking the rim. Right. There, there, there's floaters. There's things like that too. And you're, you're picking some stuff up that you may not have even thought that you had in your bag, per se, and you're just adding add it. I think of in your bag is like a backpack. Um, and, and we, you know, we're, we're myself and Brian are considered backpackers. Like, you know, we're from that era where you're, you know, we're big hip-hop fans. You know, we were, you know, kids in the 80s and 90s where in your backpack, you have a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You could have, you know, in a school backpack, you got books, you got notebooks, you got... They, us as being we were, we were in music us all right, we had a notebook 
you had a pencil, you had a pen, and in that backpack, you might have had something else. You might have had your bottle, you might have had your snacks. And so this app is giving you something to put into your backpack. Yeah, you're going to the park, the rim is not like you where you wanted to, it's double rims, those threes aren't falling like you want to. Go to the side of your backpack and like, hey, I remember getting this part from the, the app is, hey, I can take a layup in this situation. Right. I can use my left hand when I, you know, and go to the left side of the rim because I went through this app there. So it's just little simple stuff to add to your, per se, backpack. So it makes it, it makes the training, it's training on the go. Yep. And that's what it is. And that's why we, that's why we did the partnership with uh, Max One. You know, it's a partnership and we are really excited about it, but we need y'all to sign up for it. I mean, we're not going to beg, you know, but it is a resource out there to get the most out of your training. And that's really what it's about. So you can add that to your off-season arsenal. Or if you want the more direct approach, Coach Mo's still training. <laughs> we still have slots open uh, for a lot of our, uh, for, for our programming. Um, you know, it ain't free. <laughs> and, you know, the reason why it isn't free because it's a high-quality service. It requires time, planning, effort, and we have to kind of limit how many people can get into it. But it's high quality training. You know, you're talking about, um, you know, working, you know, getting an opportunity to play against some players that are going to be hitting the national scene here pretty soon. You know, some of them are already getting nationally recognized and they come through and hoop with us on Monday nights and Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, Cosmo has has the kids out there running. Um it's basketball. I mean, it's basketball palooza. It's like a basketball fest when you walk in. Multiple rims, kids working, different coaches working on different things, running full court games, coaching during the full court games, giving kids um, direction while they're playing games. There is so much to it, and that's an option. You know, we'd love to see it come down, but. You got to take the action to step up and you can't be in this mode where basketball season's over. So let's go fa- let's go hide away until next basketball season and then wonder why you're not moving up the roster. If you're fine with being at the end of the bench on the varsity squad, that's cool. That's that's what you want to do. But if your kid isn't satisfied with that and they want more, you got to keep pushing in the offseason and we're giving you opportunities to do it now. We talked about enough about our products. Let's talk about as a parent what you need to do, what opportunities you need to be looking for to get your kid and keep them in the basketball mind frame if they're going to play all year round or if they're looking to make that jump. They're a multi-sport athlete, but they're still looking to make a jump in an advancement in basketball. We're going to talk about those two different arms of that. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a brief pause for the calls and then we'll be right back to talk about what you as a parent can do. So. We're back. First, let's talk about what, you know, if you're if you are a basketball centered athlete and this is your sport, you don't play any other sports. You try to hoop year round, um, which here's the here's the weird part. We got people that are that are basketball centered, but they still disappear at the end of the season. They shut down all activities and then they'll stay in hibernation through most of the summer and then show up around fall trying to get back in. For the basketball center folks, if you're looking to make a jump and you're serious about it, because here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say: a lot of y'all are about to be taken off guard by what happens locally here. Um, you're not ready for the level of competition that's about to emerge, and there's some stuff that's that's bubbling that Mo and I aren't gonna get into today. But you're gonna start seeing the residual effects of it, and it's a direct, it's directly tied to some of Coach Mo's players. Players that are training with other company, other 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 businesses, they're getting NCAA scholarships. They're getting recognized on a national stage. You're about to see the level of competition skyrocket. You going into hibernation, disappearing, dropping off the map for all basketball training and all basketball related activities for a couple of months is going to set you behind a year, maybe even two years, mm-hmm. because the kids that your your player is playing against don't stop and so they're going to get they're going to get the development um you know from game time experience and just skill work they are still grinding through it 
they're going to use the summer to leap ahead. So um, what can a basketball-centered parent do? If, the, if basketball is the is a sport of choice for them, for their kid, their kids made the decision and the commitment, what can they do as offseason rolls around, Coach Mo? Uh, you know what? And this is probably going to, you know, make people uneasy. Uh, I think the older I've gotten as a coach, I've been more direct. You know, when you're young, you you try to <laughs> you try to um, be sugarcoated. And now that I'm in it, I've been in AAU, uh, you know, circuit for a while. I've seen kids have high school success and beyond. Um, the main thing is, parents right away need to realize what's at stake. Um, so as soon as this season over, you're winding down what's at stake. Um, I take example freshmen um, that maybe maybe played a freshman year. So if you're playing a freshman year, you either you made a team. So either you played freshman A, freshman B, JV, or varsity. You know at your at your school. Typically that's where you know you played one of those. Um, you probably like some things as a parent. You probably dislike some things as a parent. Um, you probably saw some things. You know and. There's things we we have another episode where we talk about what goes on during the year and all that as well. But the important thing is like you got to see where your kid was at at that point, and you should have been kind of doing a self evaluation. So self evaluating the kid at that point, it's like, hey, I watched ten games. I seen the reason why you didn't play. It looks like you you couldn't rebound, or you know, you play is like you were the last one down the court. Why you play, you blew every single layup. So you're kind of doing a self-evaluation. So as soon as this is over, you got to understand, one, talk to the kid. We talk about this all the time. Are you going to continue on with basketball? Are you continuing with basketball? Like, is that, did they enjoy it enough, or did you see enough progression, development, effort that they want to do it? That's, that's important. That's important. Just having a kid play basketball all four years because dad played or, or mom played is not the right move. You know, then that, that can start frustrating that kid. That kid eventually will quit. They will quit or they want the effort will be down. So having that self-evaluation and saying something to them at the season like, okay, do we want to continue on? So that's the first part of it there. Second of all is once you continue on, what do what do we need to do to continue on? And I say you got to make this decision pretty quick because if you're planning for a kid to play, most high schools want kids to play AAU ball. And the reason why is exposure um, for chances of kids, let's call it what it is, is a chance for your kid to go play in college. That's the purpose of AAU ball. And so it happens very quick. So if your season is over, beginning of March, realize that some of the first AAU tournaments for exposure are in April. So you don't have that long to make that decision. So the first two things is, do they want to play? And do they want, what level do they want to play? And it's okay if that kid's like, you know what? I'm fine. Brian said this earlier. I'm fine with just being a varsity suit up. Some people get, you know, that's what they want to do. That, that's their level of success. And that's fine. That's completely fine. If that's what you've all discussed in your family. Uh, most kids want to be on the floor. Most kids want to be on the floor. Most kids are bothered that they were the 10th man on the B team and they want to work on that. Most kids are bothered because they got cut this year. Most kids are bothered because they might have went up and it didn't work out for them and they dropped them back down another level. And that's when you kind of know that player still wants to play. If it bothers them that those things happen. So the immediate decision has to be is what do we do? Where do we turn to at this point? And there's a million other things you could do. Like if you if you say, yeah, that's what I want to do. But those simple questions are gonna you have to ask that because am I wasting my time as a parent? Right. And you know, am I wasting the coach's time? You know, I will sit here and of course high school and we'll read emails from the parents. And I and I know shout out to Brian for a little snippet of the you know the myth of the ten thousand hours. We'll, we'll get these emails where they're like, hey, I don't understand why my kid so-and-so has done this because he trains, he does this and this and this. And this is another subject. But we're like, hey, the season's over and this is what we saw and we evaluated. And now, okay, so if you, you believe that they're doing this training and they, like here, this is when, okay, we, we, got the, we got the first year under our belt. Um, 
where do we go from there now? If you believe that you, you've you done the right thing, you've done the right training here, now show us. Right. Then, then show us and show me as a coach what you're going to do. And then that's where people like myself come in. That's where other trainers come in and do different things. But you can't tell a, a high school coach, no matter class A, class B, class D or C, that you've been working when it's obviously you haven't by the way that you play or the way that you come into the season or the way that you actually finish the season or work through the season. We've seen kids that went down because they were happy they got rewarded a starting position on X team and they stopped working. So <laughs> with, with we were talking about, because I do want to pit, I want to do circle back around. Um, with the AAU stuff, um, the reason a lot of times, and I would imagine a lot of coaches like um, their players, especially high school coaches around here, like their players on the AAU because it allows them to compare themselves nationally to and get a chance to play against players that may be leagues above them. So they have to rise to meet that level of competition. And it, it, it translates to high school on the court. Now, here's the difference. AAU is more of a showcase. It's a, it's a chance for the kids to go out and showcase what they can do individually and as a team. But understand, it is a showcase. <laughs> the style of AAU ball that you see, you're not going to see in high school gyms. You may not even see it, you know, in a collegiate level. It's really kind of a unique beast. The reason why it helps is it allows kids to match up against other people that are their age that may be better than they are. And they got to push to get there. So for basketball-centric kids, what we're saying is even if you're not on an AAU program, because we don't want to just say you have to be, but you got to be doing something. You have to be playing this summer. You got to find a way to get out and play this summer. And going out and playing with the homeboys, you know, playing out with your, playing with your friends is cool. But if your friends aren't starting on a varsity team and your goal is to start on a varsity team, (laughs) you're not getting much out of that play. You're, You're having fun. You're getting exercise. You're not getting much out of that from development because those kids aren't pushing you. If you're the best one of your friends and you're and all, if you're the best player amongst your friends and you go out and play with them and that's what you think is your development, I got news for you. And you're going to be in for a rude awakening when it's time uh, for tryouts. So for the basketball-centric, keep playing. Now, um, we talked about the AU. We talked about the pathway for basketball people, people that are centric to basketball. What about kids that are in springtime sports? How, how do we manage their training to make sure that they're fully committed to their springtime sport but still developing as a basketball player? And let's talk about some how athletic skills do kind of cross over. Yeah, and so you, that, that's the point. You know, that, that's, that's, that's the real that people don't get at. So you get kids that um, play baseball. You, spring, spring sports are typically baseball track. Uh, soccer, um, man, the footwork, and we can, I can tell you so, so much of this, and um, I take pride, and I, I do want to get into it, I take pride in being a certified speed and agility specialist, um, and I, I don't typically sit there and hammer people over the head with that, those kind of things there, but what, what I mean by that, let me break this down for you, is I've studied I've, I've, I've been in the game. I've watched how a soccer player, their footwork can transition into basketball. I watched how the, the quick movement, the lateral explosion that they do in soccer can turn, you know, make a, def- I, I can train a, a basketball player to do the same thing and now they're closing off the lane as somebody's attacking. A um, lot of different things they can do with those things and I, and I, I, I love it, you know, I, I love it. I can see how a baseball player can explode from first to second base because now he has the explosion that you picked up uh, in some of our drop our, our drop sprints that you've done with that. And so that, that those, those sports cross over in, in, in a sense. And so you can do a lot of the same training or things like that too that helps you with that basketball. And then this, let's be it, the overall part of the cardio piece, you're not stopping. You're not right. stopping. You're still 
doing stuff. Yeah, I'm out here playing baseball. You don't get a lot of cardio in baseball like you would like running a marathon or you know running track, but you get some work. And don't take that time to, to take for granted. Like I'm just playing baseball, so I don't. My speed will still be there for basketball. No, it it, it drops off slightly. And the more and more you let it drop off, it's not there. So yeah, balance it. You got baseball games. You got you got track. You got those different things there. Get some different sprints in. Get some different footwork stuff in, and it it can transfer over. So what I've learned with that speed agility, it is the sports combined, and we can go all day um, about that. And I think that's again, I take pride in that certification because I've watched people train. Um, sometimes it drives me nuts, you know, because. I don't, I don't see them let the kids know or parents know that these things can go hand in hand. I don't see um, a lot of that. I don't see that. I don't see that how they can say, hey, this could work in basketball. This could work here. I try to make sure my players all know what I'm teaching them can work in a plethora of other sports as well. And here's the thing, because we have baseball players. We have soccer players. We have track athletes or whatnot. There are still three-on-three tournaments. There are still opportunities that aren't as competitive that even competitive players get into just to keep their edge. So we're saying that if you're serious about the competitive nature of it and you're really serious about advancing, even if you're a multi-sport athlete, there are opportunities to play. Now, we're not saying that we want you to run yourself ragged down to the bone with no rest, um, but... Look for the opportunities. Get proactive in searching out those opportunities to play and get better um, because that's going to make the difference. And coaches know, you know, your varsity coach knows uh, she runs track. Mm-hmm. You know, she plays soccer. He runs track. He, run, he plays baseball. They know that you're in other sports. And so they're just hoping that when you come back, you can you, you you show up you know you do what you need to do for team activities. You train you train when there's opportunities to train with the team you train with the team. One thing I uh, I didn't mention when there's uh, one thing that is important when there's opportunities to work out with the team you work out with the team to build that cohesiveness so the team knows you're there for them and you're not just there during the season you're you're actively putting in the work your teammates have to see you putting in the work too. Let's be real. Yeah. In order for them to trust you, they got to see that your players put it in the work too. Um, working out with the team's important. We do have a service for that too, which is our total mm-hmm. athlete training. Uh, we have a partnership with Exodus Gym, and uh, Coach Mo gets the kids in there and gets them working out and gets them uh, doing some some strength work, um, some you know footwork stuff. He has the ability to facilitate that, and that's a service that we offer too. And we get a lot of multi-sport athletes in that one, um, and athletes that are just looking to stay in shape. So we want to give a quick, I wanted to throw that piece in there real quick, because that's another service we offer. But the reality is your team needs to see you, even if you play multiple sports, your team needs to see you making the effort to put in that work. Yeah, and I, and I think you hit it in the head. Like we're not, at, we understand. <laughs> I understand you're in the, the seat. I understand you play those things there, but you're not. There are things you can work on. Like right now, I have kids that are in my my class A, you know, varsity squad that still hit me up and say, "Coach, can I? Can we get in and we can go for some stretching techniques?" Yeah, sure. Let's go some stretching techniques. You know, hey, coach, uh, I want to get on those bands real quick. You know, um, I'm certified in that. Um, I'm the best in the business with that. I'm the hand, I will not shy away from that. But those kids come in like, I got a day off. I want to get in, get these band stretches in, get some band work in. Uh, there. And they're still playing, but it enhances their game. They, they're, try, they're trying to avoid as many in, injuries as they can. They're trying to be, be explosive as they can in the sport that they they are in. Now, right. if they, when it comes time and they do Maybe they don't play a spring sport. Then that's when you're like, okay, we're going to four or five days a week. We're doing different things. But right now, get in that little time you can. And it, here's the thing. Don't be afraid to ask. I'm telling you personally, Coach Mo himself right here, don't be afraid to give us a call and ask what options do I have for one day. Right. Get options I have for two days. I'm busy. What options do you have? Because we probably have 
some sort of option that can help you out. Don't not shy away from it because you think that, yeah, I don't want to, you know, one day is not going to make a difference. Oh, boy, a day of just footwork, a day of strength, a day of vertical work can change the whole game for you. Yep. And so don't shy away from it and reach out and make sure that you're reaching out to coach. So what we're going to do is we're taking another pause for the cause and we will be right back. We're back for the last leg of this. Um, we need to discuss expectations and what's a reasonable and fair expectation um, of parents from, you know, uh, of parents and players from coaches. Um, and I think one of the things we got to get at is we have to, we need to be real about this. We talked about, we emphasized the importance of working out with the team. We, we emphasize the importance of being there for whatever team activities you can, even if you're not playing ball, if you're playing other sports, making sure that you're keeping contact with the team um, so the team kind of knows you're still putting in the work even though you're playing another sport. We need to discuss what's reasonable. Um, and I know that a lot of people have this lingering expectation that because you're with a team that your kid's always going to have their spot if they earn it once. And that's... It's not reasonable to ask a coach who's in a who's who's competitive, who's in a competitive lane to pause all activities for your kid to come back and catch up, especially if they haven't been doing anything. If they've been putting in the work, coaches will make allowances for that to let a kid get back up to game speed. But if they've disappeared and you haven't had an uh, incommunicado, person, person non grata, where you can't reach them, a persona non grata, I'm sorry, where you cannot reach them it is not fair to expect a coach to just hold open that spot <laughs> and not look at what the next best option is. So, coach, explain the thought process that goes into deciding, hey, we need to get, you know, this kid isn't where they need to be and this other kid is past them. I don't want to punish this kid, but at the same time, we have to think about the team. What's the balance that you have to find in order to make that decision? Um, it, it, as much as parents, you know, get upset, it, again, I say this from a parent that actually has kids that play sports too and that other kid and other coaches coach them. So I'm not, this isn't me being all high and mighty and saying that, you know, I did it the right way and it's perfect. There's no real right way. Um, so I have to listen to as a parent. Um, when you're actually looking uh, again, how how why did that kid get passed? Um, and sometimes it, it's it's effort. Like we, it's to me, we tell our kids it's an open audition every time you're in practice, every time you're uh, you know trying out. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, and, I, and we'll probably throw, throw this in here later. It's, it's Alan Iverson thing, and much you know, everybody's heard that is practice. It's just practice. Well, yeah. I, Alan Iverson said, I said that because he was an NBA All-Star. Right. He's one of the, the top players to ever played the game. He was already making millions of dollars and getting himself to the finals. That's Alan Iverson. Um, your kid is Alan Johnson or Alan Smith from uh, – that's a sixth-grade kid that's uh, just trying to make his way. Um, and so if he thinks clowning around in practice or just taking his time and um, rolling on the floor and, and doing things behind the coach's back – um, that's going to cut it. Well, it doesn't. And so coaches see how the practices go. We see how you respond to coaching during the game. And we also ask, you know, we're, I, I do. I know I do in my coaching staff. And people I know is ask, what do you do outside of here? What do you like? What do you do on the weekends? Did you did you watch the tape that we sent you? Did you did you come to film? You know, did you come to film? Did you did you know there was a couple basketball games that are pretty important? You know, there's. You know, there was a, you know, Gonzaga versus, you know, um, whoever, Oregon or something. It was a pretty good, it's a pretty good, um, pretty good things going on. And did you watch that? And so we look and we see the other kid that was focused in practice, that was focused on getting better, that maybe told us, hey, I mean, I had kids even tell me weeks ago, they're like, hey, coach, um, I know what you, you you do as soon as the season's over, can I start training with you? And I don't know if it's working out in their schedule. I don't know if they decide to talk to their parents, but that shows me as a high school coach, this kid has a mindset of, 
I want to be here next year. Right. Uh, you know, and by being here next year, everything starts now. There's no time to waste, you know, and let that be. Maybe that kid needs to get faster. Maybe the kid needs to work on his jump shot. Maybe the kid needs to work on his defense. But they know next year they want to be part of the team and be above that kid. And I, I want to say this. It's not like we're saying the coaches forget about your kid if they're there, if they're not there. We're saying a coach a lot of times doesn't have the bandwidth to keep all the kids in mind. They, want, they haven't forgotten about what your kid did or what they're able to do on the court, but they may not have the bandwidth to visualize where your kid fits in on the team if they fall off the face of the earth. And I think we got to get past this. We have to evolve past this piece of it where the season ends and that's the end of activities because that's not how it is anymore if you're competing. Now, if you're on another track and you don't want to be competitive and you just are, are cool with just having your spot on the team, that's fine. You're not, you don't have any aspirations of playing any, at any higher level, that's fine. But we're talking about the ones that do have that aspiration and they do have that dream to chase. The falling, just falling off the face of the earth after season ends and not doing anything related to the sport and also not making yourself visible to the coaching staff that you're trying to demonstrate your skills to is a bad move. It's a terrible move. We got to be honest. And a lot of coaches, here's the thing. They got how many different players competing for the same spot? You you may get a log jam at some of you, you might have eight point guards. Right. <laughs> you know, they come at the same time. They're in the same class. If your kid is the number two point guard and decides and says, okay, we're going to fall to face of the earth this summer, that number two point guard can easily become the number eighth point guard fighting to even get noticed because the team said, okay, we found a better fit or we found somebody that suit that fit our needs and they did everything we asked them to do. Even though you may be equal player to them, you may be even a little bit better than they are. They're a better fit because they've been here. It's not about just the skills. We're talking about chemistry. We're talking about relationships and trust with other players on the coach courts and with the coaching staff. They developed the rapport with them because they were present and you went into uh, witness protection <laughs> over the summer. So that's what we're talking about. Um, I know that it sounds brutal and it sounds like tough, but at the end of the day, you know, if you have a job to get done and one of the people there is not, one of the people on the team is not able to fulfill that job, the you got to find somebody who can do that job to do their role effectively. Well, let's 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 look at a, a bigger scale. I like you know, uh, you know piggyback off of that. Coaches aren't here to make you feel great about your halfway effort. Right. No, <laughs> we're not here to be like, yeah, you got it, buddy. You can you can do. It. You know what? I know you didn't hustle down the court four or five times. I I know you didn't give it your best effort, but I can tell that you're. Sometimes you're trying. You'll never hear a coach that wants to keep his job say that. <laughs> say that. The coach's job is to try to, their best to put the best five players on the floor to start the game and then to have the other players that come in and sub or do whatever not be a drop-off or any other thing, and they're going to be effective and try to win games. You're trying to win games in high school basketball. No one's there just to... Get exercise. Well, no coach is going to be put there and say, I am so happy that I've lost every single game on purpose because that kid told the parent that I should probably start him. Well, and here's <laughs> one thing, guys. Um, I used to tell, you know, when I did, when I worked with kids and, and even uh, when I was training staff, one of the things I used to tell them all the time was, I will do you a service. I will not smile at you and watch you fail. I won't smile at you and watch you fail, watch you fail to live up to what your abilities are. There's a lot of coaches that will sit there, smile in your face, and watch 
you light your career, your kid's career on fire. They'll sit there and just smile on your face because they don't want the uncomfortable uh, interaction of calling you out or calling your kid out on what they're doing. And so they'll just sit there, smile, and watch you burn everything to the ground. (laughs) And so what Coach is saying is, we will not smile at you and watch you fail. We will tell you, you know, from, from the training and business standpoint, We'll, we'll, we'll be honest with you and tell you, this is not working out anymore for us. And so here are some other options. You're not, you know, your player's not living up to expectations or as a parent, you know, you're not able to, to you're, you're not able to facilitate and get kids to where they need to be. Um, or your kid is showing behaviors that aren't making him or her um, a good fit for our training services. We're not going to sit there and smile and watch you destroy everything that, you know, the work that you, you the work that you put in on the court with off court behavior. And so that's what I'm saying. We won't smile at you and watch you fail. Some coaches will <laughs> because they don't have the time. Right. They'll just say, oh, so you just decided that you wanted to go go visit the moon this summer. You're a starter. You're the. You're the starting point guard on our team and you decided that you just want to go off and visit the moon and not even talk to anybody. And nobody knows how to reach you and you're not there for any team workouts or anything. You're not even getting reps with the other players. They don't even know really know who you are. You're just a mystery to them. Okay. And then they'll go to number two and say, number two, you're here all the time. How'd you like that? And you've earned the number one spot so it's yours until you lose it. And they'll move on. So... This is kind of a reality check. Um, And we've talked about it, checking in with your kids, checking in with your players, checking in with yourself, making sure that this is a commitment that you're ready to make. And look, you look at the the highest level of competition. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you guys who consider the greatest, the top 10 greatest. You look at Michael Jordan, you look at LeBron, you look at Kobe, um, you put put Curry up there, you deny deny if you want, you look at Larry Bird, you put you put these guys up. You put out there, KD in the new era. If you ever see them and see some of their videos, they will show games where Kobe played a game, and he comes out and he keeps shooting and he keeps playing. LeBron, he has videos of him. He's dancing. He's singing in the locker room. He's getting in. He's back lifting weights after a game. He's training after a game. When the season stopped, when they won the championship this year, they said Jimmy Butler was in, he was in the facility for three hours the next day shooting a basketball, just playing the finals, you know, right there. I'm not saying that that's what you have to do, but I'm saying it's something telling when your top level people have been in it, who've won championships, who've won recognition, who are still hungry to get better after all the stuff they went through at 35, 36, 37, are still doing it. So what is it for a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old to not get back and take shots the next day? Not right. get back and go do some sit-ups, push-ups, go do some ball handling in the driveway. You know, who, who are you to tell that coach, I don't really have a lot of time to get better. <laughs> like, right. uh, that's not true. When we're giving you, you know, like, I hate to go back to it, you know, I don't. I mean, this ain't shameless plug. You have an app. We have, we have an app right in your pocket you can just go do something with. We have, in, you know, in-person training you can do something with. You have something. You have options of seven days a week of doing something. Let it be in person or let it be on, on, online. You know, you can, you can do it. So there's no, there's no reason to take off two or three months and then have the expectations that your AAU team or your high school team is going to oh, so so glad Sarah's back. Right. So good. Well, we had no right. idea where you were at for two months. We saved your spot. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> we saved your spot. And look at you. You can't even shoot anymore or do anything. But you know what? I bet you'll shoot yourself out of a slump. No one will do that. Right. And that's where we're going with it. You cannot expect competitive teams to sit around and just hold spots open. It doesn't work like that. And... I know a lot of parents think that that's how it used to be. And yeah, sometimes that's how it used to be. It's too, the scene is too competitive for that now. 
You got too many kids that are putting in the work that deserve a fair shot to sit there and deny them the opportunity for some kid that you're holding a space for. And the gaps are getting narrower and narrower between the best talent in the city and the talent that just ain't on anybody's radar. That gap is narrowing every single day. So that's what we're saying. That's what the expectation is. Show up, be present. That's very important. Stay in contact with the coach. Continue to contact the team. Attend team activities. Try to attend team workouts if you can. If you're if you're basketball focused, there's really no excuse for you to not be around that team as much as possible. We're not saying you can't take vacations. You absolutely can. Make sure you're communicating with the team and the coaching staff to let them know what what's going on. Make sure that you're you know make sure you're attending practices. Make sure you're attending off season workouts. All that stuff. That is the stuff that demonstrates the level of commitment. And that's what you're looking for from, um, you know, that's what coaches are going to be looking for for year-round basketball players. For the others that play other sports, stay in contact. Just stay top of mind with the coach and show that you're still willing to put in the work. Ask the coach, hey, how, you know, I'm still interested. What opportunities are there for me to play this summer? That's huge because the coach is going to remember that. And that's going to be a step that other players aren't going to take. So, anything else, Coach Mo? No, I think I think that's you know that that's the bottom line. We, we're just we're just pretty we're pretty direct, and we want to we want to help help kids. I mean, there we we have to we have to say it's real because I always say this when I and the kids will tell you, um, you don't want to look at back at this ten years from now as a player or as a parent and say. Man, I wish I would have known this. I wish I would have done this because the time goes fast and the window is very short. We even tell we even tell our our freshmen, and I think a lot of coaches will tell. Them, and it just depends on what situation you're in. If you're at a class A school, you know, let's say we'll take our state. A lot of kids come to that school. A lot of kids, um, and so you look. And I remember my son; he had 90 kids show up to his uh, tryouts in middle school. They, they took like 12, you know, on each team. And so this is where the competition gets the higher level you go to or the higher grade you go to. You walk in at eight or the ninth, not everybody's going to play every year. Right. Um, again, like we said, there may be six point guards. You can't really do a lot with six point guards on one team. <laughs> you know, um, when we need a center and we need a forward and we need some other size. Um, unless you have a you know a Penny Hardaway that's right. a six a six eight you know you know or Magic Johnson which is rare, um, so that sophomore year becomes I'm only going to keep two now right <laughs> you know and how do I work those two in the junior year is like I got my guy I got my girl I got my number one person here and so that that team of 12 and 18, 12 and a BT freshmen turned into maybe two or three kids that were on that original team because it just, the competition is tight. And we as coaches, are, you know, we know who worked out in the summer. Right. We know, hey, listen, we're not saying, I'm just being honest, we're not saying don't go on vacation. We're not saying don't be a kid. We're not saying that. But man, if it says mandatory, or if it doesn't say mandatory, it's mandatory. Try to plan around that stuff. I'm trying to help you. And the coach says June, the third week of June is challenge week for your school. That is a sign I should not go right. to vacation on the third week of June if I want to beat out uh, Jill for the starting forward spot. Because me and her came in together <laughs> and we're neck and neck. Our free throw percentages are the same. She might be scoring a little bit better, but I'm rebounding a little bit better. Her attitude may be a little off, but then I, I, I don't look like I care sometimes. So we're even, in a sense. And I just took off the most important week, and I knew for three to four months when that week was. That's got to be a parent conversation, coach, and a player conversation, because trust me, you know when those weeks are coming up. Absolutely. You know when it's coming up. You got to be aware of it. It's the kid. Here, here's the other side. Parents, put some expectations on mm -hmm. your kids. Your kids know. 
have some expectations. They need to have stuff marked out in the calendar. They need to be able to advocate and say, hey, we got this. I need I need you to be available to drive to X, Y, and Z. Okay? Expectations are important. We have kids right now that have no expectations where the parents don't have any expectations of them to chase this dream. It ends up becoming the unfair burden of the parents to pursue it. So put some expectations down for your kid. They need to know they need to be aware of what the team calendar is. And I don't care. When we're talking, you know, sixth grade up, they need to have some kind of understanding about what the team calendar is and what's coming up and what they need to be in attendance for and what they don't need to be in attendance for. Now, we're not expecting 10 and 11-year-olds to have perfect mastery of this. They need, they're going to need some help, but there, there needs to be some expectation. So that's all I have. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, we're going to try to do this again next week. Yeah, um, shout out to uh, Exodus Gym, Matt. Uh, appreciate you. Just uh, we we've been grinding. We've been grinding since since the spring. Uh, we we appreciate those kind of partnerships and getting there. Um, shout out to Mike at North Star and the, the boys that we've been working with. Um, you know, uh, they're just getting better. They're getting better. This kid is just a lot of respect that's shown to us um, to get better. And um, like I said, you guys saw me put a little video on the other day. Just shout out to all the players that are allowed to play wherever state you're at. Keep grinding. Keep being safe. Follow the protocols. If they say put a mask on, wear your mask. If they say you can't, do what they say because we want to get back to basketball as normal and quickly as possible. So just do what you can to stay safe out there and do, you know, do what you got to do. Also, before we go, high school choices are coming up uh, for our kids here in our state and all this year. Make sure you get your paperwork in, and when you get that choice, and then that's the school you're going to be playing sports with. We talked about being proactive. Parents, start getting that calendar of when basketball starts, when workout starts, when all that thing starts there, so you're ahead of the game, so you don't just walk in and think they have these expectations that they're just going to walk on the team. It starts now. Right. Starts now. So start getting ready. It starts in the off. It's going to sound strange when we say it, but it starts in the off season. Yep. So, all right. So it's Brian. Cosmo. We'll holler at you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Plenty of services. Check us out. uh, www.cosmoathletics.com. Shoot us an email. Cosmoathletics at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, like, share, subscribe. Um, This is going to be the second video podcast that we do. So this is going to be on YouTube. Uh, So check it out there. Um, you know, you can check us out on Anchor. We're on iTunes. We're on pretty much everywhere podcasts are available. So um, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.